Alrighty, folks. Driving home the long way. Like I said, it's a hurricane season, blah, blah, blah. Emergency prepared this month. So in order to be prepared, I need to make sure I know this route without using GPS. And I need to be able to do it two or three different ways. So based on the traffic, Google had me go different ways. But now I'm just doing this. It's main secondary. The main, how should we say, the no highway, the void highway, avoid tolls short way to get where I got to go. So this is the main route. And one of these days, I will also try to figure out just cutting straight across. I mean, this turn I'm about to make and try to just uh, get lost and get found. By just, you know, working my brain and say, okay, I know this is this. And a lot of times I do that and blah, blah, blah. And then see what I get. Because that's the important part, right? If I should never really be lost if I'm not 20 miles from home. I should be able to navigate my vehicle, right? Because it's not like I'm walking the 20 miles and having to cut through dense marshland or something crazy like that. No. I'm just driving my automobile, right? So I got to do that. So I should be able to handle these things, right? Well, we'll see if I can. So far, it looks like uh, forecast foggy. It's slight chance of excellence. Yeah, I'm crazy, folks. You get into my car cast. If you want to listen, you listen. You don't. I'll get your friends to listen. Ha <laughs> ha. You like that, don't you? So I don't know if I'm actually going to publish this one. We're going to record it, though. This is going to be very brutally honest. This is one of those times I'm just going to be so honest, it's going to be almost scary to me. But I'm going to be honest. So I talked about how I had three months off, right? I quit one job, and I'm seven weeks into my new job. And, you know, I've talked about, you know, your mindset. You know, it's not over until you quit. And all these other things I've talked about and using your time and you know, you're your own best resource. You've heard me talk about all this stuff a thousand different ways already. So there's no point in um, belaboring it, shall we say. But I will be honest that what really... There was a good and a bad part to me not working. The first good part was that I got to breathe. I took a break. I let myself just, ha ah, ha, I caught up on a lot of sleep that wasn't stressed out. Sleep. Like, you know, I'd wake up having nightmares about my job. And like, oh my God, why was I thinking of working not at work? And wake up and dreading going to work my stomach would be inside out because I didn't want to go to work you know and I'd be stressed out the night before and just like I don't want to go they're going to drive me crazy and just it's, it's you know outright it's like I did not want to go to work so I caught that rest spent more time my big boys I was picking them up and dropping them off from school stuff like that you know there's those little minutes sometimes I find that um can mean the world to I still remember my dad taking me to kindergarten I was five years old four and five I guess and, you know he'd take me drop me off every day I remember he used to let me win. He would race me a lot of times, and he would let me win. I really thought I was faster than my dad. So the magic of youth is that you'll believe anything, right? The magic is also that anything is possible. That doesn't actually change now that we're adults, but a lot of us forget that, or we get so mired down the job and trying to crew PTO. And if I stay 10 years, I get vacation time. If I leave, there's Jerry McGuire, and he walks out in a second. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, Jerry. I'm about to hit my bonus. You know, I can't leave. And it wasn't about the loyalty. She loves him, right? But she's more loyal to her paycheck. People are loyal to their wallets and their ego. Ahead of almost everything, including the people they love. There is a lot of people love themselves, but they also hate themselves. And that self-hate will probably become the biggest topic we talk about today. So I'm gonna come back and we're gonna talk about that again. Alright, folks, we were talking about hate, right? We're talking about the three months I had off, and I'm gonna tell you what um the catalyst okay, so the first month I was somewhat productive. I started taking courses. If you listen to my podcast and watch my videos on YouTube. I took some certifications, started a class to get a uh, Amazon AWS certification. And realized it was just past my mindset at the time. Just being a dad, and having a lot of things I wanted to get done. I'm finishing one of the certifications I've not finished yet. To uh, basically be a consultant on human rights, 
something that it piqued my interest and it was like 80% off. So I took, I bought the course. I'll have my certification soon. I passed my first test. I have like eight to go. So that'll be done. ADCPR added that. Notary added that. So the notary was more recent. Though. That was uh, after I started back to work. But I figured something that people always need one A. And while it doesn't bring in, you know, the big bucks per se, there's other skills you can associate that and other people you're going to meet. So the, the connections and the helping people will be useful. Plus, it's something cool to have on your resume. You're a notary? Yeah. It sticks in people's heads, I find. And that, too, I bought on sale. I got a discount of that course, the insurance that will come with it, and the equipment, all that. So I got, you know, it was pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. And I'm branching out some of my skills and just adding stuff to my resume that low-cost, high-quality. Like I said, ADCPR, if I do go back to the school system, I have that, right? When I can realize that, I discussed it a couple of times more in the videos. I think is that my wife and I might both go back to the education system to work at my kid's school. And then it will provide two incomes as opposed to just one. It will lower mine directly if we do the initial year path that I'm on for what uh, we're trying to set up as my backup plan. Since I have a job right now anyway. But just because it give me more time with my kids and just... Better benefits of those kind of yak, 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 right? So we'll see. You know, it'll make my wife happy, my kids happy. It keeps all in the same place in the emergency parents thing, right? If something goes wrong, my kids are a hand's throw, a hand's throw away, a hand's thrown away. What do I say? I think it's hand throw, right? Somebody correct me. So that's a good thing to me. At least for the next couple of years, just a little. And then I become a teacher, maybe I was, you know, assistant principal, something like that. You know, there's ways to climb the ladder. Adds my income. You know, some of the stuff you don't need to read for, folks. You need to read to be a teacher, but not initially. You can start the process and be in the process, and they'll temporarily certify. Same thing, be an assistant principal. You don't have to get a, another degree. There's certificates that qualify that could save you nine to ten thousand dollars. So, see, folks, I'm aware of my options, so I'm empowered because I'm not pigeonholed to one thing or the other. I won't be of education. Only to find out I'm probably walking back into it, but that doesn't do my sales right now. But what we are talking about, folks, is self-love and self-hate, right? So, the second month, I kind of I languished. I didn't get as much done. And I started becoming upset with myself, in all honesty. I was not happy with what I was doing. I I started going to the gym. I started taking courses. I was recording content and not publishing. I just, I stopped being productive. And right before I quit, I was super productive. I was so set on fire by having money in my bank account that could let me be free. Having options so I know I'm not stupid. And just, I literally started getting to the point where I almost hated my job. So those things were feeding me. Right? I was like, oh yeah, this is going to work, and this, that, and the other, and blah, 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 right? That, that anger and that angst, you know, that was consuming me eventually set me free. But the problem was, folks, and honestly, I started getting lazy with my freedom. I wasn't as focused on being successful in my daily habits and stuff like that. And oh, I didn't stop brushing my teeth or stop shaving and cutting a mullet or anything like that. That's not what I mean. It's I wasn't doing the things that would lead to growth and lead to more income. Now, you listen to the podcast. Yeah, I did bring in money during that time. I managed to put as much money in the bank as I would have made if I'd stayed at my job regardless. So it evened out. The problem is that evening out is not the goal. The goal is to get ahead. So I can make as many excuses as I want, but the truth is, in the back of my mind, I knew that what I was doing was costing me more money than it was making me. I, I was paying for my freedom without generating more pay. And eventually I got upset with that. And I got upset with myself. And, you know, my family felt the effects. I'll just be honest. It wasn't fair to my family. And I'm sorry to them. I've already apologized. My boys don't necessarily get it. But I'm trying to get them to see that daddy does things differently. And that daddy's trying to be a different person. And daddy wants to have his own business. But dad will have more time. So the sacrifice I'm going to make this next two years, folks. That is the goal by 45. to be somewhere totally different. The next two years or so. 
I say or so because I'm not, you know, my birthday's not here yet. So it's not like I'm being flipping with my numbers, or my metrics, or my goals. Hey, this guy's got the cool car. I see him again. We must work close to each other. All right, folks, car cash. You get what you get. He's got an interesting stripe job done on this uh, 740 Li. Nice rims, some other stuff, but that's not the point. But it is the point, too, because I want to have a nicer car, more luxurious ride. So when I see these cars and I comment on them, it's because they motivate me most of the time. Or the idiots that surround me, they drive stupid. They motivate me to not be stupid. They remind me that I'm ahead of the curve, that I'm you know, blessed and set aside for something better. To the bottom of my core, I know that. I'm, I'm meant for more than just you know, working my day job. There's a bigger thing there for me. So that's another thing is that I realized that the way I was acting was not suitable. It was not a viable path of action for what I'm supposed to be. My destiny was not being served. And therefore, I would not be helping other people. I was being a schnook. I was being a waste of carbon. And I was enjoying myself too much, you know. Enjoying my hobbies and vices that didn't need as much attention, in all honesty. At one point, I was getting obsessed again with social media, I'll be honest. And I realized, you know what, what am I posting crap for? The memes and the content and this, that, and the other. If it wasn't going to make me money, what am I buying for? Yeah, you know, for, 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 Warren is forearmed, right? Knowledge is power. So if I know more, but how much data do I need? If I know it's hurricane season, I don't need to know hurricane might come in three weeks. I need to have the water supplies in my house now. I've already done that. If it's going to come, it's going to come. There's nothing for me to keep, you know, getting crazy about. Now, that's not exactly what happened. I'm just painting a picture for you. But my anger started to consume me. I would go to bed angry, wake up angry. I would have nightmares, folks, literally, for a couple weeks. And it was horrible. I was, I wasn't, I was self-destructive without being self-destructive, if that makes sense. I was doing things that affected me directly. But like I said, the kids and the wife feel the brunt of what you do. Your family or the people you spend the most time with, even if they're not aware, like I said, I have a four-year-old and a seven-year-old. They may not be aware, but they're aware. They know when daddy's not daddy. They know when daddy's different. And, you know, it's like I said, I, I let my credit card debt creep up again, too, which was stupid. Like I said, I was paying for freedom while making myself a slave to my anger and my vices. And it was just a really bad decision, folks. And I'm just coming clean because if I'm not honest, what are you listening for, right? You want to know the truth. I'm just a regular guy. And I'm not going to say I stayed home for three months and lost 10 pounds. It's not the truth. I got fatter. And I would say I'm going to go to the gym. You know, my, my, my apartment complex has one of those little gyms, you know. Noah's machine, treadmill, this, that, and the other, right next to the pool, so I can do some laps. I did that a little bit and quit. Ignorant. It got to the point where I was ready to just, I was contentious with my family. I was angry. Everything bothered me. Everything bothered me. Not literally, but my son could breathe wrong and it would take me off. Just to give you an example, right? Everything became a problem for me. Everything. Every single thing bothered me. My son hit the light switch too hard. We got those new uh, app-connected ones. You're going to break it. What's wrong with you? You know. Wife didn't fold the laundry the same. It was her turn to do it, not mine. I had a problem with that, too. Everything became a problem. Because inside, I was upset, and I wasn't acknowledging it. But you can't run from yourself, folks. It's something, um... It's been in my head for two and a half decades, so it's that... It's just this thought, right? Like, basically, it's like, in the back of your mind, when you go to bed at night, the lights are off... You can't lie to yourself about who you are. You are who you are who you are, and you know who you are. And you see a lot of people that they won't admit the truth, but why do you think they drink every night? Why do they get coked up all the time? You know, there's there's a million ways to cut yourself, and a million ways to heal yourself, and a million ways to lie to yourself. 
I think it was Gabriel Garcia Marquez. He wrote the book Shadow in the Wind. I, think. I know that's the title of the book. I remember his name, but and I remember one of the main characters. She wrote their worst prisons than jail. I think is what she said, and it blew my mind. And it, it's always stayed with me resonant because quite often, folks, I've been the author of my own disaster. Quite often, more than I'm willing to admit most days, and that's why this uh, this podcast is uh, extremely uncomfortable for me. I am massively uncomfortable because I'm admitting the truth out loud to not just me, but you're hearing it too. So people will hear about the idiot I've been. And if I put this out there on my podcast, it's permanent, right? Because the internet's forever. It's written in ink. So that's a scary, sobering thought, honestly. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to post it today. And it blows my mind because it's raw, folks. It's just uncut meat. You're getting Tony for $3.99 when everyone's charging you $5.99 for Jay-Z, and he's not even who he says he is. Yeah, you get mad at me. I'm just trying to paint a picture for you, right? Remember Jay said I wanted to be running to want numbers to the roof, but I can't do money like the roots or something like that, right? So I wanted to be common, but I wanted to double down my dollars, right? What he's saying is like, I could get all political and teach you stuff and blah, 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 but I'm not going to make the money. I'm not going to have the reach. Without the reach, I can't really teach. So that rhymes, folks. See how my brain works? And it's funny because I stopped writing a lot. And I started thinking of ideas like that, you know, like uh, the stuff I'm doing now. And it's, this is a podcast I've been meaning to do, but I, I had to get to a point where I stopped lying to myself. And part of the, I, I just I didn't bomb today. I think I did a little better than yesterday. But I didn't achieve my goals for myself or my company for the last two days. And that's very frustrating for me. So, um, you know, because I know I can do it, but I get in my own head. And then I do things backwards. Or I don't do them in a proper order. I don't do them in a way that I know sets me up for success. So I might not stab myself in the back or the front. But I drop a brick on my foot. I hobbled myself just a little. And that becomes my excuse. Like, oh, you messed up. It's not going to work. And you can, I can blame anybody, but I am in charge of my actions. I'm a grown man. I'm a sheepdog. But if the dog is asleep or drunk, or the dog is obsessed chasing his tail, he's not protecting anybody, right? No one is safe. Not even the dog, because you're distracted. And the thing is, as much as I was distracted, I wasn't. I was choosing my time to distract myself. That's usually what I chose to distract myself. And I remember being so angry one day that I was just like, I have to go to the gym. I'm rejoining the gym, that's it. I need to do something that's going to let out this anger and frustration that benefits me and also has a cost to it because it's not free, right? So I'm going to have to make the use of it. And I'm going to have to make money now because I'm spending money. Some of me, folks, you've heard me talk about that, like, buy the Camry, not the Corolla. You know, sometimes you have to outsource things to grow. You can't just do everything. Have you ever watched them um, flip this house in there in Connecticut? The guy was like, her best time is not painting the space that she's going to occupy for a hair salon. The best use of her time is cutting hair because that's her skill. And I needed that. So when I went back to the gym, Ironclad, here in our Altamont Springs, Seminole County, etc., etc. Shout out to Jamie. He built this very excellent gym. I just want him to get a decline press bench that doesn't move. Just so he has the incline of the flat one. Just to make us all a little happier. Just to make me happier. It's something I want. Something I want. I need that. I need that. Let's see what he does for me. I'm going to keep asking him. See, see what I can do. I love that decline press. Somebody just feels good. But we'll see, folks. We shall see. Let the car in front of me go. Let him go. We let him go. Woohoo. Now we get moving. So I'm about halfway home. We're about a third.
thirds of halfway through this podcast of madness. But um, like I said, folks, I just I left something that I love. So my my last job at one point I loved. It. We had such a flow going at one team that I was on, one group of managers. Our you know we just we had things going like it was so excellent. And then everything just fell apart. And then I left. And I have a new job. And I like my job. I like the location. The location's okay. I like being 12 minutes away as opposed to 25 to 45. But it's okay. I'm not driving an hour each way. So I'm still saving time. It's not horrific. It's just not what I want. Right? We all want to have... You know, who doesn't want more? Time. Freedom. Money. Toys. Right? But, you know, it's, I got to the point where it was like, you know, I was still looking to make frivolous purchases too, folks. Because... Oh, I need this, and I need that, and this will set me up for that, and blah, blah, blah. And I was being stupid with my money as well, I'll be honest. There are things I could have waited to buy, in all honesty, I'm not going to lie. There are things I should have waited to buy. And I was wasting my own dough. Not a lot, but enough that I can be honest about it, that with a one-income family, like I said, my wife doesn't contribute, it's not she doesn't. She's been amazing about that, you know, God has blessed us, but I should be doing more. And see, right now, even now, I'm riding myself, while I speak to you about riding myself. And it's just not healthy all the time, folks. You know, always critique yourself bad. You have to find three things you're grateful for every day. Let me start there and give you some positives. If you can list three things you're grateful for every day, you will start feeling better. Because you're not just stacking bad stuff. I think I've said, um, you know, stacking bodies for the win. It was a recent podcast, right? I saw about stacking bodies. Look that up. And I was talking about you got to stack victories. You've got to stack up the dead bodies and walk across the idiots' corpses, right? It sounds horrible and mean. And, man, you're just being a monster. Yeah, I am a monster, folks. I am a monster in a lot of ways. I'll admit that. And most men are monsters. And we fight our demons. And sometimes we don't fight our demons enough. And oftentimes we party with our demons. We get drunk with them. We dance with them. And it's ignorance. And I think a lot of times we're taught that that's kind of cool. Like, oh, well, men of a dark side. Yeah, you could have a dark side, but you can also cultivate your positive side. You know, or like uh, you were raised a certain way and it doesn't make sense. And you're trying to rebel against that now. I was watching Footloose and the chick was so busy trying to be wild because her brother died and Get her father's attention and forget the pain of her brother's death and blah, blah, blah. See the movies, Kevin Bacon. Not the remix, the original one. HBO Max has another channel as well. But, you know, it's, it's we let things consume us. And I let, a, you know, I let my choices consume me to the point where I started making more bad choices. And it was affecting my income, my family, my peace of mind, my health. Everything took a hit, folks. In that third month I was home before I was, you know, starting to take this job and the background check, and the interview, and the drug test, and my family was here, so I needed that time. I was glad I had that. But in those last couple moments of time, you know, it was, um, I swung back in the right direction, but what really helped was I went back to the gym, and I started reading my Bible on a regular basis. So for me, those are the two things that uh, sucked out the poison. Am I where I should be? I'll be honest, no, folks. I'm far from where I need to be, and far from where I was. But, folks, I'll be honest, I got to the point where I basically started hating myself. Because I knew I was wrong. I was making bad choices little and bad choices big. And, you know, I didn't I, I didn't commit any crimes or anything like that. I didn't do anything uh, wild, but it's... How do I put it? If you know you're destined for more and you're doing less, that alone is a crime against yourself. If you know the things your day... If you know your daily habits are consuming you, and if you know that you're being a bad example for your kids, and you know you're not loving your spouse, you're sitting all the way you should, and you know it, you're cognizant of it, you're, and most of you are, if you're listening to this, it's going to get to a point where it's going to start to bother you, or you're going to accept it. 
Now, I didn't accept it, thank God. I would hate that, because I think I would have lost everything I have. Not just some money. And some time. I can make up... You can't make up time, but, you know... My kids are still small where I can get this right. You know, kids notice everything. It's one thing I've noticed. I've, my son keeps bringing up this Santa Claus my mom has at her house that I made when I was about his age. Or when he saw it his age. And I had a Santa Claus, and what's left of him, he's missing a hand, a foot, and half a leg. He's missing a whole leg and a foot in one. So I was like, how does he deliver, how does he deliver presents? How does he, you know, what is, how does he get down the chimney? How does he go back up? What does he, hop from house to house? How does he hop without a foot? How does he carry the bag with only one hand? How does he eat the cookies and hold the milk? And he's not being funny, but it's funny because he brings it up. And it's been like, I'm going to say not a year and a half, about a year. I'd say about 14 months. And it came up again the other day. And I don't know if he does it intentionally. I think sometimes he does because he knows that it, it just it gets a he gets a rise out of me, negative and positive. And it's like this kid again, and it's not negative per se, but it's like, man, he just doesn't let things go. My son, folks, is relentless. My kids are two different versions of me that drive me through the wall, and it's because I'm dealing with myself. God is very funny. I'll tell you that. I can have all the patience with clients at work and whatnot. At my old job, especially, and I wouldn't have it when I came home. And I realized that, and that hurt my heart because I wasn't giving my my children, my future, my progeny, you know, the ones who would carry my name, carry the word forward for me. I wasn't giving them my best, but I was giving it to strangers. And you know, even when I was home, some of the times I wasn't giving them my best while being right next to them in the same room. You know, I was playing video games or flipping through Instagram and reading articles about subjects I was curious about about modern events and. That's great. I was knowledgeable, right? I know what's going on. I got the pulse of the world. Blah, blah, blah. And I don't spend time with my kids while they're next to me. It's horrible, folks. I let myself fall. And, and I wasn't going to forgive myself. And that's why I was. And that's why I started hating myself. Like, you're doing the wrong thing. And you hate yourself. You're doing the wrong thing. You're doing the wrong thing. And you're doing the wrong thing. And you're this. And you're horrible because of this. You're horrible because of that. And that's really what I got trapped in. And that was worthless. It wasn't going to get me anywhere, folks. Like I said, two things brought me back. Three things. I made a decision. I had to get back to Miami. I had to get back. You know, it's, it's since I got to Florida, most part I abandoned the gym. And then when I became a manager at my old job the first time, I remember I had a panic attack, folks, actually, I think it was. My blood pressure was so bad, I got to the, I got myself to urgent care. They put me in an ambulance because it was, it was really bad. Like, it was like, I mean, they, the people who were seeing me were freaking out. That's how bad it was. And then, was that then or right, right before, right after that? It was right before. I'd gotten hurt at the gym, and then I was, you know, I was freaked out because I don't have my physical. And I was worried about the project they had me. If this doesn't work, I'm going to go back on the phones and make less money. So I was worried about protecting my family with income. I was worried about lacking physical strength. I was worried about not being able to do stuff because I couldn't even pick up like a 40-pound bag of cat litter without it making my abdomen region hurt. And I ended up not having a hurt enough like that because I'm back at the gym. So if I had one, it would feel all the time. But it was fear. And then I stopped going to the gym, which is one of the biggest things for me. You know, like I said, I, I reached a pinnacle where I, you know, after that I got out, I put my book out, did some other things. But, you know, the last four or five years have been this constant up and down, folks. And the one thing has been that I attack myself or I shoot myself in the foot. I stab myself in the back. You know, it's not about what's happening external to me. It's about what I keep doing to myself. And it's horrible. I'm just being honest and transparent. I've been, I can't build my business if I'm not building me. And, you know, you could argue that because there are guys who are drunk and coked up all the time running their business and 
Craig Valentine, you know, if you read his uh, posts and his books, he'll talk about Major Clinton's about being, you know, well, especially um, I'll, I'll go Craig Valentine, but he'll talk about, you know, he was training, making six, seven figures, running his business, and you know, I had a client to take him in because he thought he was having a heart attack, and it was a panic attack. It happened twice before he changed. And know, you set yourself in these paths. But for me, I know if I don't change things now, it's never going to get right. And I'm not too old to change, but I'm too old not to know better. I'm too old not to keep being stupid, folks. I'm too old to take risks that I don't want to take. I'm too old to keep sabotaging myself. I'm just way too old for these things. Like I said, this podcast is more for me than it is for you. Because I need to just admit vocally that I had been sabotaging myself. And I need to admit that some of my worst choices came when I had the opportunity to make the best ones. And that's the crux of it, folks, is... I had all that free time, right? Because I had money to stay home, and I chose to stay home. And I had more money, and I stopped being afraid of not having money. And I got stupid. It's amazing how stupid you'll be when you're willing to be stupid. And I know that sounds like a really ignorant way I said that, but think about it. Rewinding here again, but... Folks, I self-sabotaged on a level that is ridiculous. At a time, I could have had more. And I still brought in money. And I, like I said, I paid surveys. Some of them paid, you know, $325, so... You know, what is it? People are making, what, 14 to 20 bucks an hour on average? So that's not horrible, right? You know, if I spend seven hours and generate $1,000 doing surveys and whatnot, I, I would say it's worth it, right? Do the math. Let's, uh, let's say 1000 divided by seven. Let's say 800 divided by seven. Blah, blah, blah. Do your math, you know? But that should have been icing on the cake. And I'm replacing what I wasted and you can say, Tony, you're getting down on yourself. I am. It sounds like it, but I'm trying to be honest in this podcast so you get the truth. But folks, I'll be honest. Like I said, I was, I hated myself. It got just ignorant. And finally, I'm starting to feel better because, like I said, it's, um, I've read my Bible over 100 consecutive days, about, a, let me see, 90, 100. We're heading close to 120 consecutive days. It's four months, give or take. And if you're an atheist, that's fine. But this is something that builds me up. You know, this is something that I've, has always worked for me. And there's times when I run from it because I know what's in there affects me. It's my truth, right? I believe it. I accept it as the truth. You accept whatever you want, but I would heed you. Take a listen. Take a read. You know, I wasn't going to church when I had the time to. You know, when COVID came, we're like, we're all staying home. We'll watch it on the TV. And then we stopped watching TV. And we stopped just taking it safe. That did not really work for me. So we started going back to church. Now my job, I can't go to church, per se. I can seek a religious accommodation to see how that all works, but then I have to work other hours another day. So see, when I gain something here, I second something there. So we're going to see. That's irrelevant at the moment. But you see, I'm always thinking of all the permutations, folks. I try to think out as far as I can for everything. Because, you know, it gets, uh, it gets crazy. You know, we do what we can do. But, folks, I literally got to that point, And uh, it was that and the other thing I'm going to talk about in a second. I'm going to come back and close it out with the last, which, of course, is the gym. Now I can give you some, uh, some space to go get a drink. All righty, folks. They honked at me because I was saving the title because I didn't save them right. That's why we have so many that didn't get posted. But I'm almost home, so let's close this out. So we're talking about uh, my summer of George, shall we call it, right? But I wasn't so agitated from being lazy that I couldn't do anything in the hospital after stripping. Did I say stripping? I think I said tripping. Jack the Tripper? 
Jack Tripper. You know what I'm talking about? The Regal Beagle? Three's Company? Sorry, folks. I was born in the 80s, baby. I'm going to start taking my family to dinner for celebrating this podcast. Probably just get pizza, though. But yeah, folks, this has been just a lot of honesty, folks. That's all I have for you today. And it's very hard to put these things out there for people to hear. And even for me to hear it coming out of my own mouth out loud as I drive. Because these drives can be amazing. Today, I just I listened to one song, um, You Can Use Me. I forgot who sings it. Something Green. Oh, I can't think of the final cheat. And it was just fantastic. Cynthia Green, something with the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. And it was, I just listened to that. It, it started my day good, and then I got upset because I wasn't meeting my numbers. And it just it is what it is, you know? Let's see. Use me. Yeah, Cynthia Green. Song I grew up with. So for me, it just it just made me feel good, you know? And it's funny, folks, because the upside potential of my job is enormous, and I may take a lower paying job to have more free time with my kids and build my business. And part of the reason I know that is because, like I said, the thing that saved me, too, besides the reading my Bible every day, which helped reground me, like against my word, was um, going back to the gym and lifting my weights. You know, so if, you're, if uh, you haven't heard a lot of this podcast, at 15, I shattered my arm, compound fracture. I think about the skin, but it was dangling inside. Two plates, 12 screws. I think it was like six, seven hour surgery. They expected like two hours. You know, how bad it was. They had to re-break my arms and really heal a part of the way after my first initial visit. So I broke it Sunday, saw a special orthopedist who saw stars and whatnot, like, um, I think Tuesday. So on the Tuesday after that, they're like, you need surgery. I didn't want it. I was freaked out. A year later, they took the plates out and the screws, bone already grown, on shave. That surgery took longer too because it wasn't just like, they could still see them. So I grow well. I wasn't a freak or nothing. I don't have bad bones. I'm not Mr. Glass. So that was 10th grade, 11th grade. Senior year, I broke my leg. The thing is the fibula, the side bone on the outside of your, the outer part of your leg. You see a lot of bikers don't have it or it's broken and they just take it out stuff like that. So um, cracked it on two sides, hit the growth plate. Still kept growing. I was 5'10 at the time. I went to college again uh, two inches the next year. Ended up being six feet even, which made me ecstatic. I did not want to be a little guy. Not that 5'10 was little, but I remember being young. I was going to be 6'6". Six, six. My dad was 6'2". I was going to be a big guy, which I didn't even play basketball or nothing. So it was kind of weird. Like, why did I want to be tall? I just wanted to be big. Right, so senior year I started working out, I got in shape, go to college. Sorry, the college was dry. When the AC blasted me, so I'm not roasting this car in this podcast. Sophomore year, I'm about to go outside with my Donna Karen sweatpants, my brand new construction Tim's, and my girl like, don't go out like that. That you know, wife me no. So I gained like a freshman twenty. We were a freshman tan. But I had a twenty, you know. They weren't tans, but I, I didn't keep it clean. If you know the movie, you'll get where I'm going with that. So I started working out. I remember one of the guys who working out, he's like, hey, why do you keep doing the machines? And I was like, I just got to build this habit and get myself comfortable. So I had worked out machines before my gym and my college, high school. Then I started lifting weights with them. You know, stopped going to college, stopped lifting weights. Stay in some of these shows, I guess you say. You're in your 20s. Unless you're eating a lot of crap and you're fat, you're basically good to go. Fast forward, get married, start, no, right before I get married, start going to the gym. Then to get married, go back to college, get a car, get fat again. Start losing weight. Get back in shape. Hit 30. Some of the best shape in my life. 30 to 31. At my peak, folks, my arms were about 19 inches both of them. Left one, about 18 and a quarter, three quarters range. And the right one stayed at 19. I had injured the right, the left one. I broke the right one, just so you know. I injured the left one, and I am left-handed. Uh, in 2006, when I was still 25, heading towards 26 years of age. 
so that arm did have the benefit of the you know the excessive physical therapy I got for the right when I was younger, A, and I got hurt when I was older. So this arm, my left arm, even though I'm left-handed, it will get higher quality muscle, but it won't get as large. So the right one will look swole, and it'll get, you know, you get the gym pump. I get that faster with the right one. So I'm going to go to the gym today, because last night I didn't, go to that. I didn't go to the gym yesterday. I went Saturday, and that was it. It's Thursday, you know, celebrated graduating my job. Friday, I just didn't go. I was tired. Saturday, I went to chest and back. Sunday, of course, I don't go because I was at work and I come home and take my kids out. Today, I will go and probably do back again or chest. I'm debating. I got to see. I might do another hybrid of both. Who knows? We're going to see. But I'm going to do that. I did shoulders last night. Just really miles just to get the pump into my shoulders. I just did shoulder flies with a modest amount of weight, but just focusing on the reps and focusing the tension at the apex of the motion. And what are you talking about? Tomorrow, you know, what, yeah, it all ties in, folks, because going back to the gym and lifting the weights. Say I have weights at home. I have mad dumbbells. I got plates. I got bars. I got a nice setup I can actually do. I wasn't doing it. I have a bench, too, but my son's lost a pin for it, so I can't really use it for one position, A, now. And B, I think I, if I look at the weight, I can't lift the weight I want to lift on it with the weight I am. So your bench is weighted for 300 pounds. It's not 300 pounds plus you. It's you plus whatever equals 300 pounds. So in the 260s, I can only add another 40 pounds or 20 pounds per hand, which I can do something, but it just wasn't going to work, folks. Going to the gym in college made me feel excellent. Going to the gym and watching your body change and transforming yourself is one of the strongest things you can do in your life. Now, maybe you just do it running or swimming, whatever it is, you know, jumping rope, hit, you know, high intensity, turn, uh, high interval training, blah, 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 high intensity training, blah, 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 I forgot what it stands for. It's H-I-T-T. I don't do it right now. I think I'm more of a Mike Messer with volume training, but I'm still looking to it, but having time in the gym for myself, having time to lift weights has helped me tremendously. It's something I can do for myself. I take out time. I don't take my kids and wife. It's by myself. I'm usually out of the, you know, round trip is about an hour, hour and a half max. I try to be in and out of the building, the, the edifice that is the gym, within 42 to 45 minutes. So I'm not overdoing it, not raising my cortisol level, et cetera, et cetera. Right? All that, you get that blah, 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 goody, good, good stuff. We covered that before in other podcasts for this one, but lifting the weights has helped me. The first day I went to the gym, paid, signed up, did my workout, I was like, yes. I felt better almost instantaneously. The first week almost changed my life. These last couple months now, it's been almost three months now since I started the return to the gym. It's been two months. It's been two months and a half. Whatever, we'll say 2.3. And it's been fantastic, folks. My gains already show. People have commented, the wife sees the boys, and it's, it's really awesome when the kids see it. They're like, oh, dad, you're getting big. Wow, look, your muscle got large. Part of being a sheepdog provider, spouses, I need to be able to run into a burning building and drag my kids out. If I can't carry them, I can't do that. I need to be able to run a little bit at least, right? Sprinting out someone one time recently is, that, is a great exercise for boosting, you know, a lot of your levels that you need and healing yourself and you know getting things right. So we talked about that too and all that, right? All that good stuff, right? Yeah. Well, there's so many ways to get all that done, right? So I got to do what I can do. 
And if you listen to the last couple podcasts, I saw I'm focusing on my back exercises and my triceps because it'll make me look bigger. And my back, I said, my back is on a weak point. So I'm working on a weak point. You know, because so I was sleeping while twisting turned and I was sleeping in my son's bed for a couple of years because I was, you know, COVID. I stay out the room. You know, we were scared. I isolate myself more so there's less risk to my kids and my wife. You know, the children go from one door to the room. Then I started working at home. But you get the point. It just became ignorance on my part. I'm saying everyone else is my part. Choice I made. And, you know, getting fatter, of course. I actually lost it when I first started working and gained it. But um, going to the gym, man, it has been transformative. Transformative. My mindset, not just my body. So if I can give you all of this in one thing... Let's break it down. First, don't hate yourself. Don't hate yourself. Know the difference. No, Figure out if you do hate yourself. Figure out if you're letting yourself be full of hatred. Figure out why you're being ignorant with yourself. If you don't love you right, who's going to love you right? And a lot of us are damaged, folks. We don't admit to it, but we're damaged. Someone did something to us. We did something to us. You know, we don't forgive. We don't forget our own sins. And, you know, if you're a Christian, God already forgave you. So if you're running around like, oh, woe is me... I'm a sinner. God's not caring about that. If you're like, man, I wasn't good to my kids when I was young, you can make it up. The miraculous thing about little kids is they'll forgive you. They love. And if people always talk about dogs this and dogs that. Man, there's nothing better than getting hugs from my boys. I can come home and they barrage me. And they will drive me nuts a little bit because there's two of them and they tag team me. And they both want my attention. And honestly, I said I wasn't giving them out they need, so they're hungry for more. And when they get it, it's like, whoa. Well, I always them to be better, right? I always my wife to be a better spouse. I always myself. So I have to love myself. That's the first thing. Find something, secondly, find something that grounds you. Find something that makes you feel whole. You know, maybe you don't believe in deities. Maybe you don't believe there's only one deity. Maybe you believe you are God. Whatever it is, you know, I'm not going to bother trying to push my beliefs on you. I'm not going to bring it up this time, honestly, but you need something that becomes your guiding life. You watch the show The Flash just finished binge watching my wife you know Iris was Barry Allen's lightning rod you need a lightning rod when I was younger every man is a hobby and a vice and it sounds cool most vices are killing you look at that pack of cigarettes that's your body besides your wallet Eesh. horrible I didn't talk more about that honestly but find something that grounds you find your lightning rod and then find something that builds you up, that makes you feel good. For me, the gym is cool because I can build my body. And it's almost like destroying because the way muscle builds, folks, is you tear it up in the gym and it heals at night. It's almost like a scab, right? You cut yourself, the scab heals up, something like a really big scab. Your muscle heals and grows. And when it heals, after it rips, it gets bigger. So you're almost like a mini Wolverine. Except it doesn't work the way forever like it did for him. But would you want to be here forever? I don't think I'd want forever. I could go another 60 years, I think. Not 40, but another 60. Time to turn it right and watch everything change and change in my family. It sounds pretty awesome, honestly. You know, so I to see the next generation, right? My grandfather lived to see his grandfather. My grandfather lived to see his grandsons, his grandkids' kids. That's pretty cool. That's a really cool thing, honestly. If you're not into kids, well, I don't know. Can't tell you anything. I, I always wanted to have kids. I always wanted to have family. I like my nuclear family. Sorry, folks, I do. But find something that builds you up. Find something that you can do that's going to make you feel 
ah, afterwards. Sometimes you can just relax and be like, I feel whole again. But my little bit of time in the gym, folks, my 26 bucks an hour, uh, a month or whatever it is, it has been restorative. And like I said, so instead of, uh, let's say, drinking every night, I'm lifting weights. I'm changing my body. I'm getting stronger. I'm purging the weakness, right? I go to work and I stretch and I feel the soreness. I'm like, man, I am building something here. And what better investment is there than in yourself? Oh, Tony, you're so much your kids. I get that. But a weak man will make weak kids. They always speak a song. And I see this all my friends. Strong times breed weak men. A weak men create hard times, create strong men. Yeah, well, there's a way to do both. Men, it's time to be men. And I say that, sorry, but, you know, demographically, my listeners are mid-30s to late-40s, mostly American, some Irish, Ireland for real, gets more listeners in a lot of the other European countries, and they're men. So, you know, I'm speaking to my demographic, I'm speaking to myself, I told you, this podcast is not an easy one to put out, not an easy one to record, not an easy one to, I've been meaning to do it for a while, but I just didn't have the stones. So we're going to put this one out there, it's going to be harsh, but it's going to be real. Build yourself up, folks. You know, Ecclesiastes, I think it was like three months at a time for everything. It's time for rain, time for weather, blah, blah, blah. Look it up. I'm just going to paraphrase. But, you know, there's a, there's a season to everything, folks. There's a time for mourning. There's a time for rejoicing. There's a time for sorrow. There's a time for joy. There's a time for pain. There's a time for healing. There's a time for growth. Mind your choices. Because if you stay in one of those times too long... It's you that pays the price. No one else. You. Be aware of what you're doing, folks. I'm going to get out of here. Go play with my kids. I'm home. Get in the mail. Tony at changeofvance.com. Changeofvance.com is a blog. Of course, this you know, pedagogy of the fresh on Instagram has a lot of my business stuff. You really want to see my Instagram. It has a lot of prepared stuff. Go to EDC Atlanta, D.C. Twitter and YouTube is going to be changing in advance. Peace, folks.